Good morning, everybody. We're recording. So that's all brilliant. So now you know we're recording. The brilliant thing is, if you haven't done already, can you put yourself on mute, please? Because we love all your singing, but then we know muting is going to be even better. Marvellous, marvellous. Thank you. A few quick notices and then we'll pray and we'll worship. Uh, thanks to Nick for hosting and looking after everyone for the last two Sundays. There were lots of buttons to click and challenges to overcome, but it all went well. So thank you very Nick and Maggie for helping with that. As you can see, if you're looking at the screen, it's not just our normal happy faces, but we've got a special guest as well. So we've got Chris Rice that's joining us, and she's going to be speaking about Christians Against Poverty, aka CAP UK. So she's going to be bringing a word uh, from Isaiah, as well as encouraging us and hopefully challenging us about what's going on in the world and what we can do as part of it as well. She first heard about CAP through a local church and she runs a CAP job club just now as well. And before she did all of that, she was a missionary in Guatemala. Now, of course, when we see the music videos, we'll all see Guatemala on screen. I think it's by my right elbow or my left elbow, but we'll see all that in a few minutes anyway. So that'll be great. Few other quick things. The Wednesday prayer meeting is happening on Wednesday. Wednesday, and that's going to be this week. It's going to be at eight o'clock on Zoom as normal. Two weeks on Thursday is going to be the next church council meeting. And one of the main things we're going to be discussing then is Christmas and how we're going to celebrate Christmas because we are going to celebrate Christmas. But we just don't know how we're going to do that just yet. I've got a few ideas. So if you want to have a few ideas about how we think Zoom or whatever it might be for Christmas, that would be really good to do as well. The latest Onward came out this week. And when you, if you had a copy of it on Friday, a paper copy, you'll see that there's some uh, seals on the front. And that was one of the walks that we had when we went uh, near Fishguard. Uh, if you haven't had a paper copy, of course, it'll be on the Tuesday email if you get that, so that'll be lovely. So that's the Onward. Uh, in October and November, which is only this next few days, in October and November, we've got a new series of talks that we'll be thinking about. It's called Listening In, The Great Prayers of the Bible. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be really concentrating on what sort of prayers were in the Bible. How were they? Uh, why did people pray them? Was it in an individual? Was it corporate? Was it a happy prayer, a sad prayer? All kinds of things we'll be looking at over the eight, next nine weeks. So that's October and November, different prayers of the Bible. One more thing, at the end we'll probably have some breakout rooms. So if you want to stop and join in, praying for each other, chatting things through, then it'll be great if you want to, to do that. We're going to pray then, and then we're going to worship the Lord with a song. After this song, Jean, you're going to be leading the sessions, just as a reminder. Okay, let's just pray now. Lord, we're so glad that we can meet together as a family. Thank you, Lord, that you've drawn us together, not just to have a sing song, but to meet the living God. We are so grateful, Lord, that you've called us into relationship with you and with each other. And today we want to give you the glory and the thanks for what you've done in our lives so far and the lives of so many thousands of people around this country, people that we don't know about yet, but we'll know a little bit more about later. 
So Lord, we do praise you and thank you for being with us in our own homes. And thank you, Lord, for drawing us together today. Amen. So we're going to sing together. Remember, we can make as much noise as you like. We're going to sing Who Breaks the Power?
Okay. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, It's because of the Lord's loving kindness that we are not consumed, because his tender compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great and beyond measure is your faithfulness. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. We meet virtually, but there is no distance in the Spirit. Distance is not a barrier for you to do what you want to do in our lives. Lord, fill every one of us here today with your Holy Spirit as we yield to you. As we listen to you and as you touch our senses so that we can receive what you have for us. Thank you for NCF, its leaders and the family and all involved. Please strengthen us and add to us, Lord. Do a miracle in our hearts as we become more like Jesus, so we become more like you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you said, if anyone is thirsty, let them come and drink. And from this stream, and from them, streams of living waters will flow. Father God, make us thirsty for you. Lord, we thank you for Nuneaton. Thank you, Lord, that so many wonderful things happened in the past where your power and your spirit came and so many people turned to you. Thank you, Lord, for the future that you will do this again. Lord, we lift up Nuneaton and we say, Lord, break our hearts for this town and bring your kingdom here. Make your presence known. Lord, make your presence known to break the strongholds of darkness, poverty, blindness, so that people can be set free, Lord. Use us, we pray. Lord, bring before you the UK, our country. We ask that your presence be known over the whole of the UK and be felt and known that it's the almighty God. Lord, send your power, your healing, send deliverance, Send grace. Lord, be merciful. There's so many wounds. Heal the wounds and the civil unrest and the divisions in this country. Lord, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus and we pray that the blood of Jesus will accomplish this. Lord, we pray for our leaders and those in authority over us, our Prime Minister the police, legal services, and all thing, people in authority over us. We pray, Lord, that you'll give them wisdom and God-given ideas that will be good for this nation. And Father God, we pray for our neighbours who are worried about COVID-19. We pray for children, teenagers, young adults, We've gone to university. 
Well, we know that a number of universities have been, are, are currently just been locked down again because of people posting, testing positive with the virus. Well, many of these young adults may feel very vulnerable and isolated. Well, we pray for a solution to be found to this situation and also that they can uh, be able to do their courses and carry on with their education in different creative ways, maybe remotely or in other ways. Lord, we pray for ideas to be to be developed and thought about. Well, we pray, Lord, that there'll be a solution to reduce the isolation that these young people might be experiencing and that you, that will not put them at risk. So, Lord, we come against all. So we come against all fear and anxiety right now and declare the peace of the Lord over our neighbours and uh, the ch children and young people. And we pray that they will come to know you. And Father God, last but not least, we pray for our family, family members, people in our immediate family to know that don't know you, to know you and, and um, we pray for them, we lift them up to you. Let's just spend a moment praying in our hearts for, for uh, any family members the Lord puts on our hearts. Um, let's just name them before the Lord now. In, in a few moments of quietness. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Jean, very much. Some of you were saying there was some uh, black blocks on the screen. It wasn't on ours, and I tried to look on my iPad, but there wasn't time to do that. So we're still smiling. So that's what we'll keep on doing. Uh, we're going to we've closed some windows down, by the way, if that was a thing that were, weren't essential. So hopefully that's going to improve it. But we'll soon see. We're going to sing again.
reading this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 61, and I'm reading from the NIV. The year of the Lord's favour. 
the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches you will boast. Instead of your shame you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. Amen. So we're going to sing a song about that uh, scripture. Oh, 
so we're going to pray for Chris just before she comes and challenges us and encouraging us and, and tells us things that are happening that we've got no idea about. So let's pray for Chris now. Lord, we do thank you for where you've led Chris in the past and where you're leading her in the future. Lord, we thank you for her being with us today just to give us a glimpse of what you're doing that we have little idea about. Use her and give her a real spirit of even more openness than she usually has, just to lead us and guide us and help us. Lord, thank you, Chris, and the message she's going to bring. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Over to you, Chris. Hi. So I wonder if any of you learnt anything new during lockdown. Perhaps you took up a new hobby. Perhaps you knuckled down to learn a new language. Perhaps you got your sewing machine down out of the attic and learnt how to sew a face mask or perhaps like me you worked out how to get onto zoom but i think that we all learned something new and quite profound without even realizing and that's what i really want to think about today but first thank you john for the introduction and the welcome and uh, just a little bit more about myself um, my husband and i have been members at lempster baptist church here in herefordshire for about 10 years and our church started partnering with christians against poverty as john says cap about eight years ago, we initially ran cap money courses and we also worked alongside the Hereford Debt Centre. And then four years ago, we set up a job club and I've been heading up that job club for the last four years. We've run 10 courses, had about 90 people come through our hands. So those are my cap credentials this morning. But what I want to do, first of all, is go back a lot further. 2000 years or so, uh, Jesus has just been baptised in the River Jordan by John. The Holy Spirit has descended upon him like a dove, and God's voice has been heard audibly by the surrounding crowd. So there's a great sense of anticipation. It's going to happen. Jesus is going to start his work, his ministry of healing, teaching, and putting the world to rights. And then things take a slightly, perhaps, unexpected turn. And in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 2, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. So Jesus was tempted, he was isolated, very vulnerable. And it's very easy as you listen to that to think, well, what was that all about? Why would the Holy Spirit deliberately lead him into an isolated wilderness? So I wonder how lockdown, was for you. And perhaps isolated wilderness would be a good way of um, describing it for many people. For me, I wasn't physically isolated. I was able to go to the shops. Richard and I went for long walks around the beautiful Herefordshire countryside. And also, I, of course, I had lovely Zoom meetings and continue to have Zoom meetings with my house group, with prayer groups and other people from the church. But I was, and still am to a certain extent, isolated from the many activities that I was normally involved with in the church and the community. And this has led to a sort of loss of structure in my life and I've lost my sense of purpose. Perhaps you miss family and friends and you're waiting for it all to be over. Perhaps you felt powerless in a situation you couldn't control and even now you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Perhaps you lost your job. Perhaps you lost, lo lost loved ones. And at times like that, we can begin to feel there's nobody out there who can even start to understand what we're going through. 
But when I see this account of Jesus in the wilderness, I see a God who gets it. He wasn't content to know us in as much as he created us. He created the world that we live in. He created our emotions. No, he wanted to know us in our entirety, every single suffering we went through. And so he sent Jesus to walk amongst us. And here in the wilderness, Jesus is hungry, isolated, tempted, going through the whole span of human emotions. And he carried on experiencing those things all the way to the cross. Because of Jesus, God can empathize with us, every single one of us. Empathy is powerful and profound. So what's this all got to do with what you learned about in lockdown? Well, here's the big idea. How about your lockdown experience has the power to give you a whole new level of empathy for those who are living in poverty and in debt? The lack of purpose and structure in my life has certainly given me a whole new insight into what it feels like for those people who come along to our job club after sometimes months or years of being unemployed and being pushed from pillar to post around their benefit system and the struggles they have with motivation, self-confidence and self-esteem. At CAP, we partner with churches up and down the country to help them tackle poverty in their communities. In particular, poverty caused by debt, but also poverty caused by unemployment and things like addiction. So last year, we spoke to people who were in debt, not me personally, cap on a national level, and asked them what their experience of being in debt was. And this is what some of them said. Over 70% felt isolated. Over a third were cut off from visiting family and friends, mainly because of the cost, but also often because of shame and embarrassment. Around a quarter weren't leaving their homes for more than a week or two at a time. And one in seven expected to spend Christmas alone. So isolated, cut off from family and friends, unable to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Perhaps you're beginning to see the link here. Some of you may already know what it is to struggle to make ends meet. But now every single one of us knows how a crisis that we never ever expected can change our lives in ways we could not even have imagined. Debt is life on lockdown. And for those trapped in unmanageable debt, the cause is often something completely unexpected, unemployment, bereavement, ill health, relationship breakdown. But you know, these are things that can happen to any one of us. Things that come completely out of the blue, often things that we've never experienced before. And the result is everything we took for granted in our life is turned upside down and we have no idea when it's going to come to an end. Now I can only imagine that that's how a lot of us, perhaps most of us felt when the pandemic started. But empathy isn't just about a feeling, it's actually supposed to be a call to action. And that's what we see as Jesus comes out of the wilderness. As he comes out ready to start his ministry of healing and bringing hope, he quotes from Isaiah 61, the reading that we heard earlier. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. As Jesus came out of his isolated wilderness, he put the poor and the marginalised right at the top of his agenda. 24 years ago, John Kirkby came out of his own debt wilderness 
determined to help other people who might have been going through the same sort of thing that he just experienced. And so he started Christians Against Poverty. And since then, Christians Against Poverty has been partnering with hundreds of churches up and down the country. In those 24 years, tens of thousands of people have been helped. Last year alone, over 2,000 individuals, couples or families became debt free and around 850 people responded to Jesus. So Jesus put serving the poor and marginalized at the top of his agenda and Cap has been doing that for the last 24 years. I wonder what that could look like for you to do the same. And I'm not saying that you have to start a major national charity. First of all, you can remember. You can remember what it felt like in the depths of lockdown. If you forget, you'll miss out on the empathy that God wants to give you for those who are isolated and forgotten. But if you remember, you'll have a whole new level of relate, uh, to relate in a whole new way to those in your community who are still imprisoned by their circumstances. Perhaps you could have a look around. Is there someone in your community who needs help now? During lockdown, most debt collection came to a halt. But now, as restrictions have lifted, it started all over again. The knocks on the door, the letters through the letterbox, the endless calls, the demands for repayment. And as all, we all breathed a sigh of relief, those in debt started to lock their doors and pull their curtains shut again. Perhaps it's one of your neighbours who needs help. Perhaps it's that person with whom you forged a relationship on a Thursday evening while you were clapping for the NHS and key workers. Perhaps you are the lifeline that person needs. How could you maintain and develop that relationship in the year, months ahead? Our website has a free phone number. I will read it out now, but you can look it up later if you want to. It's 0800 328 0006. I'll say it again. 0800 sorry, it's 0800-328-0006. Perhaps you could take the decision to look that number up, write it down and carry it around with you in case you come across someone who needs it, who needs to take that first step on their journey out of debt. Manicourt Baptist Church in Nuneaton runs a debt centre and they also run cap money courses and also I believe they have fresh start courses for people with addictions. Perhaps you could contact them and see how you could get involved as an individual or even as a church. Our church supported the Hereford Debt Centre for several years. So every time they had a client in our area in Lempster, we pro would provide a volunteer befriender to go along with the debt counsellor to that person's house and start building a relationship with them, which meant there was someone absolutely on hand to be there every step of the way to provide encouragement and friendship. And on every visit, we are able to offer to pray for that person and invite them into the life of our church, along to our coffee mornings, our lunch clubs, invite their children along to our youth groups. And of course, we were able to share the love and good news of Jesus, which is a core part of what we do. Now, perhaps you haven't got the time or resources to actually get practically involved with them, but I'm pretty sure they would appreciate your prayer. And CAT nationally could really do with your prayer. Demand for our services was on the rise even last year, but can, you can't even start to imagine what's going on now with people losing their jobs and livelihood during lockdown. So we need all the prayer we can get. Because it takes a lot of support and encouragement from outsiders, and then a lot of individual determination and courage for someone to take that journey out of debt. 
we have a blessed to have a really wonderful lady called Tina who's been willing to share her story. And in a few minutes, I think after our next song, we're going to be showing you a video about what's gone on in her life. And having, as I said, worked alongside the Hereford Debt Centre as a befriender, I can vouch for the fact that her story is entirely representative of the tens of thousands of people who've been helped over the last 24 years. So as you watch it, remember, remember how you felt in the middle of lockdown, perhaps the hopelessness you felt, the loneliness, but also remember the wonderful sense of freedom you had as things started to lift and you'll rarely be able to relate to what she's talking about. Her story shows what is possible. And I hope also it will be encouragement to any of you or anyone you know who is going through a similar situation, but also I hope it will be an encouragement to show what can be achieved when God works through his local church. So I just want to thank you once again for this opportunity to share on behalf of Christians Against Poverty. I'm just really passionate about what they do, and I hope I can imbue some of that enthusiasm in you. But as I finish, let me just say this one final thing. How about if the greatest possible positive legacy of COVID-19 was the way it changed our churches, that it gave us a new fresh empathy for those who are in need, and which in turn leads to extraordinary acts of generosity and love as we take what we have, trust that God is able, and step out in faith to bring hope to our communities. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, so much. So, like we said, a mixture of encouragement, challenge, and you, you weren't just talking about people uh, that you know, but you were talking about people we know as well. People we know that have these difficulties in their lives. And it's not just statistics, but real people. So we're definitely going to have a time of prayer in a little while uh, for the work of CAP UK. And uh, let's just remember the people we know who are in trouble. Uh, like that. So as Chris says, we're going to sing a song now and then we're going to watch a video uh, about the work of CAP.
my neighbours didn't know what situation I was in. To walk past the house, no, you wouldn't know. The only thing you think is, oh, that person keeps their curtains closed. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. The one thing I didn't want was to be judged. You put a front on to people. I won't have a cup of tea because I've only got a quarter of a pint of milk that's got to last me a week. You make excuses. Oh, the boiler's not working today, so I can't put the heating on, sorry. Oh, the bulbs are blown, sorry. I'd go around and take the bulbs out. My bedtime became sort of four or five o'clock in the evening because I couldn't read by the lights I had and or do my cross-stitch or anything like that. Collect the post once in a blue moon, big pile of letters, and it, we want this, we want this, we want this. You can't have it, there's just nothing left. You don't see an end. And as much as people tell you there's an end, there isn't. You're living, not day to day, I was living minute to minute. And the only answer I could see was, if I'm not on this earth, you can't get anything from me. Although one and a half million people haven't got enough food to eat, heating for their home, or even a place to call their home, right here, right now in the UK. Poverty is in every community, often hidden behind closed doors. I know what it's like to not have enough to feed your children. I know what it's like to have to leave home. And that's why I started CAP 23 years ago. We offer award-winning debt counselling. We have job clubs and we offer courses that help people with life skills and dependencies. Every one of our life transforming services is run in partnership with a local church just like yours. Whenever CAP partner with local churches, lives are transformed and poverty is relieved. Every year together, tens of thousands of lives are touched by the work of CAP and the local church. But most importantly, around a thousand people choose to respond to Jesus. On her own, Tina had absolutely no chance of resolving her debt situation. But once the local church and Cap were on the scene, things began to change dramatically. It was a relief when Ruth came round because for once it was someone that wanted to listen to me, that wasn't getting paid to listen to me. And I sobbed, I broke my heart. She then said, right, we're gonna help you here. They will sort you a budget out that gives you money that I can go shopping where I could open the post and just put it in an envelope and send it to Ruth or keep it for her next visit. Such a relief to be able to get up in the morning and open your blinds and your curtains and you see sunlight instead of a dark room. You know, and I remember going to church after I went debt free. You right? Yep. I went debt free the other day. Yeah, and you know, and everyone was generally pleased that I'd done it as well. And through the coach journey, I started going to my local Baptist church. And it started with restoring my faith. I got baptised. And it was like a piece of my wall that I put up came down. But also another weight got lifted with the support of my father and the support of the churches and the people around me. I can now start rebuilding my life.
brilliant video isn't it to uh to watch and to enjoy and by the way that's going to go on our website the video and the phone number and the website that chris mentioned is going to go on our website as well just so we can easily uh access it we don't have to look it up for ourselves but it will be there we're going to sing a song uh, one of the uh, words says break my heart for what breaks yours everything i am for your kingdom's cause how does god feel about people who are in poverty let's break our hearts for what breaks god's heart and then once we've sung this if some of you want to set yourself off mute and we'll pray
Take yourself off mute and pray for uh, the work of CAP UK, people like Chris that we've met today and it's great there's hundreds of Chris's around the country and let's remember the work of Manor Court as well, Jonathan and Catherine and other people that sort of meet there and help people in need. Let's just open our hearts to God and, and pray out loud if we want to. God, in all the days that I've been in need, you have been there for me. And there was a time when I wasn't saved and I didn't even know I needed you, but you found the way to find me. God, and all for all the people who are struggling and are in need financially because of different situations and circumstances. God, I want to pray for the work of CAP UK. Lord, thank you for all the work that they have done. And I pray that this will grow and grow and grow and grow, and that more and more people can not just get out of debt and, and change their circumstances, but Lord Jesus, they will change their lives because they meet you, mm -hmm. because they are introduced to you by people from CAP. Yeah. Lord, thank you for the, the ministry um, that is happening uh, through this organisation. And I pray um, more and more success, more and more spirit-filled power being, being used in it, God, that lives will be changed. And Lord, I pray for me. God, will you challenge me, help me to, to see any, any need around me and see how I can help and to, to examine myself to know how I can do more um, to help this organisation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And Lord, we do thank you for all those that are showing mercy to those around them, those in dire need, those that are closing their curtains and not wanting to uh, try to put everything into uh, out of the way, out of their minds. Lord, thank you for those that are showing mercy to those like that, who are opening the curtains to your love and to an answer to the problems as well. Lord, will you continue to show mercy through us and through the people that help and volunteer in CAP as well, Lord? Amen. Lord, to pray for Manitan. Lord, help us to hear your voice about this town and what, you know, the areas where we need to work or be sensitive to different people's needs. Lord, as the songs as we sang, break our hearts for what breaks yours in this town and bring your kingdom here uh, through us, Lord. Thank you. Amen. So let's continue to pray in our homes over these next few days. And like we say, have a look at what CAP's doing around the country and what CAP's doing in the Neaton. And let's continue to pray at least 
and join in if we feel that's the way we can spend some of our time if we've got some spare time. We're going to do one more song then before we sort of uh, conclude and that's just reminding us that if we come to Jesus he's really coming to us and he's shown us his mercy and he's strong and kind. So.
Father, thank you that we have so much that we can thank you for. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us food and clothing and shelter. Lord, thank you for Chris, who has come to speak to us today and to open our eyes to the work of Cat and to open our eyes to what you have been saying to us, to the, the things that we've been experiencing and how we can use that how we can use that to understand how other people feel in their circumstances. God, I pray that you will help us to remember, help us to remember and to see when we go out into the world, when we go out, when we see our neighbours, when we see our friends, help us to have your eyes in every circumstance that we're in. God, thank you that you are strong and kind, that we know that for ourselves, we can testify to that for ourselves. Lord, enable us to share that with those who need to know it, we pray. Amen.